This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. Well, welcome to Dragonheart. It's nearly time, it's nearly time to start this season. Probably the most heavily anticipated Wrexham season for many, many of years. How are you doing, Mark? Yeah, not too bad. I'm excited at the fact that you can say it is so heavily anticipated. It's I'm keen to see what happens. I'm keen to see him in proper action. Yeah, yeah, and it was nice to see him with fans. My first game covering the men's team with fans the other day against Curzon Aston, so we're going to break that down. We're going to talk about a few bits and bobs of the club news, and we're also going to talk about our big National League breakdown and our thoughts on who could be competitors, who could go down. So, yeah, welcome to Dragonheart. This is Sean Brisley. This is Dragonheart. Last Saturday, the the men's team had their last pre-season friendly leading up to the season mark, and it was against a tricky side, wasn't it? Yeah, they they acquitted themselves well, I thought, Curzon Ashton. They moved the ball around really well. I think the the key thing to look at is that our squad's definitely not finished yet. I mean, Phil Parkinson said that straight away after the game. Yeah. Now, admittedly, as we're recording this, there's, there's not been many additions to it, so we're still not ready for it, and the season's starting, but... yeah. Still, uh, considering that, I was quite happy. It was one of those games. I don't know. Like I said, I don't, I don't think we look finished. We we look like we need at least one midfielder more. We look like we need a couple of centre backs. To me, having said that, um, although we didn't control the game, which might be disappointing against team a league below us, I never really felt. The result was going to be anything other than a Wrexham win because when we went forwards, that's the part of the team that is pretty much complete. Mm-hmm. Woof, we were we were tasty, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, we looked really good going forward. You know, Mull and Hyde, you can tell they're mm. very very high quality, aren't they, for this level? Uh, and they look like they're striking a good partnership as well. Yeah. And um, McAlinden, yeah. he I thought he was probably man of the match, wasn't he? I thought, I thought I yeah, thought he was yeah. excellent. I thought he played really really well. Um, but yeah, I think defensively we did look a bit shaky and I think we gave Curzon Aston, especially the first half a bit too much of the ball I yeah. think. and I think that we probably need to be playing with the defensive line a little higher for me Yeah, because there was just space between the lines I thought and they moved the ball around very well you were saying before we recorded this that, I can't remember his name now the number's done I think yeah. the number 6 yeah. the centre mid he was like sitting deep and he was really making play. He was passing the yeah. ball through us really easily. He had too much room, though, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. No, no one chasing him down, was there? But that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. If, we, if we are able to push our defensive line up a bit, it's too congested for him. He doesn't have that much space then. Yeah. Um, and in other games, we have pushed up more. So whether whether it was that... I can now say his name. Maybe David Jones, they thought, hasn't got pace. Yeah. Well, it doesn't look particularly slow. I don't know. But anyway, for whatever reason... I just thought our defensive line was a little deep and that just allowed the game there'd be more space in the game when they had the ball mm. um, but then as you say going forward you look very dangerous I mean look at that, that Renshaw their keeper yeah Oof, I mean what the saves he made yeah, yeah. Wow. He, he had an excellent game didn't he I think we could I think he was the key component if he had an off day and I think we probably could have won 5-1 yeah if he had an average day yeah. we'd have won 5-1 I think because I mean, the save he made from Mullen in the second half was an absolute worldy yeah. the one he made from Mullen in the first half was a, a terrific reflex save uh, you know those two I would argue 9 out of 10 Mullen's got two goals for those Yeah, yeah. and then there were other good saves as well but those two in particular were just you know, you know he had no right to make those saves exactly. there was the chance Young had a lower 
got to say, I think Young should have buried that. Yeah. Still a very good save, but uh, Renshaw shouldn't have seen that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's what I mean. Although we didn't control the game, you just felt we had goals in us when we were going mm. forwards. And that, that's what excites me now, that even though I think we not the finished article yet, but we've still got the firepower to hurt any team in our division. I think we're lacking like a destroyer in the middle, yeah. centre defensive midfielder, someone who's you know like a Kante, someone who's just basically sitting in front of the centre <laughs> centre halves, controlling what gets past him. <laughs> basically, we're we're, we're we're missing someone like that. I think we were playing with two makeshift centre halves as well, oh, yeah, and we yeah. in record. Yeah. Now we can say him, green the green booted trialist himself, yeah. Dave Jones. <laughs> I thought, and we were also we there was a few misplaced passes, weren't there, starting the. And put started playing from the back, mm, yeah. Uh, at the start of the game, and I thought I think a lot of fans have, I've seen online complaining about that. But if you want us to play this glamorous playing from the back sort of football at this level, you've got to accept that there's going to be mistakes made. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Jones made a couple of mistakes with the ball, and that was quite surprising because that's his big strength as a centre back is his ability to start things out from the back. I mean, but let's be honest, he's a midfielder filling in at centre back. Yeah. He's not a centre back and. I think it's it's. I'm really glad we signed him. I think he's an excellent squad player. I think he's a player who will do a job in midfield because he's got authority and he can also help out at the back if we have injuries or we've got an emergency situation like like we have at the start of the season. But I don't see him as a centre back in any lengthy no. stretch. And like I said, uncharacteristically, he did actually play a couple of sloppy passes out from the back. Yeah. Um, Hayden, uh, it's been fascinating to me to see the the reaction to Hayden. I think he looked classy. I, I thought he looked excellent. Yeah. Um, a couple of little moments where things didn't go as he intended, but nothing drastic. Um, and I've been surprised because some people have been saying exactly the same as we're saying, and some people have been quite critical of him, and I, I don't see that at all. Um, I don't think his passing is maybe as good as some other centre-backs from that showing, but then, to be fair, I remember watching... Fika Kelleher um, playing for Macclesfield, going through scouting videos of him, and his passing was terrible. Yeah. And when he played for us, his passing was all right. So I wouldn't want to judge him on one game. But he's only just signed as well. Yeah, he's, exactly. getting used, he's getting used yeah. to the system. He's getting used to the yeah. lads he's playing with. Uh, yeah, I thought he looked quite classy on the ball. I, I, yeah. I, I really high hopes for him this season. Crack, crack and sign. I, I the way I look at him, to be honest with you, is I have extremely high expectations. I expect him to boss our division, and I didn't see anything on Saturday to make me think that he couldn't. Yeah. I'm a pessimist. <laughs> if he yeah. wasn't showing what I hoped, yeah. I'd be really concerned. But I, I didn't say anything other than I thought he looked like a very, very good centre back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then record isn't a centre back. Although you know we've both argued last season he surely could do a job in that position, and, and that's what he did as well. Yeah, you quite liked him there, didn't you? Yeah, I think I think he looked all right, and I think he make yeah. I think he would be good as a makeshift. If if needs be, maybe last twenty minutes, one of our players get injured, you mm. put him slot him back there. But yeah, I think he 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 is at his best at left wing back though, isn't he? And yeah. I think you know you look at Cameron Green last season. I don't think he'll be able to play every single game because I think there's going to be a lot of adult right wingers who are going to try and bully him, which we did see a bit in parts last season. So I think using both Cameron Green and Record will be. Good for our squad. Well, we got options there, yeah. and they're both good going forwards in different yeah. ways, and they both defend in different ways, and, and it's good to have those options. I'm very excited about Green. I can't wait to see him getting a proper run and seeing what he can actually do at the start of a season. Yeah. I think he's got a great deal of quality, and I wouldn't say, as time goes on, that left back has to be his position. Yeah. I think he's very, very good on the ball. 
and he could play higher up the pitch. But let, we'll, you can see how that develops, can't we? Look at Jordan Davis. But yeah, Started off yeah. left wing back last season. Now look yeah. at him. He's, he's played holding midfield. He's played just behind the strikers in the last season. Mm. He, he's looked excellent in every position. So yeah. I think the future is really bright for Cameron Green. So if, and like I said, at the time of recording, Jones has signed, but that's it. If we don't bring anyone else in, who's your back three at Solihull? It's depending who's fit, isn't it? Okay, let's say, well, I'm going to make the assumption Lennon is not fit. And I'm also going to assume Brisley isn't fit. Although, I, 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 that's much more of an assumption well, than Brisley when I don't know. Our best three will be Hayden, Brisley and Lennon, won't it? Yeah. Surely, so. the best back three. Yeah. So, say Lennon and Brisley are out. Mm. Oof. I think we play Clareworth and I think we play Dave Jones. French is the one I'm thinking of. Oh, of course, yeah. I completely forgot about Tyler French. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler French, yeah. Not Clara. Tyler French then. Tyler yeah. French, Dave Jones and Hayden, I think. I think, as you said, I think record's good. But I think, yeah, them three were probably the best combination. Funnily enough, because beforehand we were talking about this and you were more of a fan of record at centre-back than I was, yeah. I think I'd probably go French, Hayden, record. I right, think. okay. Simply because I think that record's also isn't a centre-back but is maybe a bit more of a centre-back than Dave Jones is yeah. I suspect I'm not thinking of that the same way as Parkinson I suspect Parkinson will go Jones in the middle he's played him in the last two games there yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah we could have an issue there as well it'd be interesting you know, with Brisley coming back with Brisley if he's in the centre or Hayden's on the right how are we going to fit everyone Lennon's the left side well, do we go to back four I think he'll stick with this. I think it looks right. quite well grooved. Yeah. But I'm thinking of Brisley playing on the right hand side as well when he when we played at Hamworth, I wanna say. And knocking yeah. balls down the line and thinking <laughs> yeah. he and Hayden probably you know, they, they dovetail their men. French gonna find it hard to, to push himself in there. If if, if Hayden and Brisley are, are fit and French wants to play, mm. do we put French on the left, which is not natural for him? Do you want to sh- well, shift one on the others? I don't know. I think that balance in the back three is not just about the best three. It's also about the the comfort the of those roles. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting. See, I'm really looking forward to seeing the starting lineup on Saturday. Really, mm. it's it's quite exciting. But I think at the back we are a little bit shaky at the moment. Yeah, and I think we're going to have to try and get that sorted reasonably quick because we've got some really tough games. Like Notts County is going to be our first. Home game this yeah, season, isn't yeah. it? And, that, and Eastley, Eastley that away is tough. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be tough, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah hope, I, I trust the management. I trust the team. There's going to be a lot of teething issues. I think in the first few games of the mm. season, but I, I'm not worried. No, I, I think it's. I've said this before. I'd rather we use the full transfer window, and at the end of it, high quality players who've been sitting on our offer see that nothing better is coming in, and we are the best offer they're going to get, and then sign for us. Rather than bring just bring bodies in in order to be ready for the first game of the season, because the whole idea of having this budget is supposed to be that we can spend good money bringing quality in. Now Hayden and Mullin, their pedigree, yeah, they're not the sort of signings we would have made if we hadn't had this money coming in. So I, I want to see three more like that. Yeah. A Wrexham team with five players of that profile and quality, plus what we've already got wins the league for me yeah. the current team 
might contend for the league, but we're not finished yet. But let's not rush into it and buy some more players that we would have been able to get anyway without the money coming in, just yeah. to get the bodies in. Let's get three good players in. And if we have to play three games before the transfer window, so be it, because with the goal power we've got, even though they're three tough games, I can still see us yeah. scoring goals. Yeah, we can score goals. I think, as we said... <laughs> We're so free-flowing going forward. We look so good going forward. We've got some excellent attacking players. Uh, as you said, just for the first few games, I think it's getting that defensive structure right. But I think you know we've seen us in pre-season against Fleetwood, I think our defensive structure looked fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That was with Lennon and Breezley yeah. playing, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, so right. it, Once they're fit, I don't think the centre-back issue will be as panicky as it is now. No, no, but I still think we need more. There still, of course, we need well. more, but yeah. of course we need more. But I think once they're fit, I think I, I wouldn't start, I wouldn't panic. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, after this, we're going to be talking about some of the the club's news. Hi guys, I'm Dominic Vose, and uh, this is Dragonheart. Well, there's been a lot going on, a lot of n- new signings, all sorts going on. But first, I'd like to plug. The, the new website. new website looks great, doesn't it, Mark? Yeah, it looks nice, doesn't it? I'm saying that because I helped them build it. But <laughs> having said that, I had no no influence on the appearance. I, I've been going in for about a week and a half just helping to put content in and bring it across. And I think it'll look nicer and nicer when the season starts and it gets populated. Um, but it, it, it looks nicer. It, it's better organised in terms of the menus and things like that. And because we've deliberately started it quite simply, it hopefully will... You know, be able to build mm-hmm. up and, and be an easy, intuitive thing to to get your way around. Yeah, looks, but, n- looks nice and clean. Um, any new features? Uh, well, obviously the, the obvious one, of course, is that we've gone with iFollow, so yeah. the football leagues platform, and that, of course, introduces a paywall, which I appreciate is a controversial subject. Um, totally appreciate that. Um, the logic behind it, as far as I um, understand it, is that. We need to make the club self-sufficient as far as possible. It's great that we've got external money coming in, but they've been clear from the start, the owners, that they're not going to be just sugar daddies who slap money in, artificially boost the club, and then when they leave, we just collapse. They want to build something sustainable. And so by using the money to, to generate interest and build up that way, and still, you know, we're not just saying, oh, yeah, let's have another handout, please. We are going to be looking at raising revenue more revenue to pay for the extra things that we do so it's sustainable that, that's a, a healthy thing so I think in that sense the paywall thing at some point was inevitable for some elements yeah. the the other part of it is that once you enter the football league you almost certainly are going to join that platform anyway yeah. and I think it's a case of well let's get on to it now in anticipation of going up so that we can be ready for it. My understanding of this is that if you are on that platform, you get a nice cut of digital digital revenue of the EFL. So being part of that setup financially is really beneficial. Yeah. So it's definitely the right choice to do that. Um, of course, you know, I mean, things that were free, being behind a paywall, is problematic. It is to me. It's problematic to me. You know, I'm not going to lie, but. It's probably the right thing, I think, to do at this point to get people used to the fact that that we are going to be going into an area where that is more common. So, you know, I'm not going to say it's not with a certain reluctance (laughs) that that, that I see that happen, but I think it's 
It is what it is. It is it, it's, it's, that's what football is now. Isn't yeah, it? Pre- every Premier League club, it's like that. If you mm. want premium content, the show is going to be premium content as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I believe you want premium content at any club, you have to pay for it this day and age. So I yeah. must say that although that's my instincts, my instinctively, I'm not a fan of paywalls, yeah. but I have to say that um, <laughs> I have been having a, a bit of a think. Certain things I'd like to do, but you couldn't do really on YouTube. You probably could do behind a paywall. Now, yes. not, not that sort of paywall. Please don't get me wrong, but um, <laughs> but you know, I could do some sort of in-depthy stuff that maybe I mm. wouldn't really be able to do on YouTube behind it. So I might be able to get away with some fiddling around with stuff. Everything I'm saying now sounds wrong. Yeah. I feel bad. I would say. Oh, sorry. Go on. <laughs> on that note, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. just check out the website, have a look, and you make your own mind up. And if my name's on it, just just close your eyes. <laughs> Plenty of other news as well. We've had the signing of the green booted slash orange booted trialist himself, Dave Jones. Yeah, thank God for that. Oh man. How many times have I called him Jones when I'm not allowed to in the commentaries? Because <laughs> I knew full well who he was. Like, yeah. Jones, I'm going to try and cover up quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so talk very quickly and very loudly. I hope nobody noticed I said it. Uh, people noticed. And then, of course, I started calling him the orange booted trialist. And the moment I started calling him, I'm thinking that'll give more. Clarity. You wore green. Um, he started wearing green boots. Yeah. Just, so, uh, yeah, just so I thought I'm trying to differentiate between him and the other midfield trialist. So I think again, everyone knows who he is, but I, I haven't been given the go ahead, so I can't say who he is. Um, and then he's gone and changed colour of boots, but he's had a good pre-season. Yeah, you know. I, I, and what I was saying in commentary on Saturday when people were asking that I wanted us to sign him as a squad player, yeah. not as a player that we'd revolve things around. But I, I, you know, he's got pedigree experience. He's a, he's a good footballer. He's coming in as player coach, so yeah, I, I, I imagine that he's not going to be a stalwart player, of mm. first team on the name sheet. But he'd be great for FA Trophy games, cup games. He's going to yeah. be great for if we are getting, say, we're one nil up and the away team are pelting us. A bit, a bit of experience to come on is always perfect, isn't it? Yeah, and he's he's got real, real quality. So yeah, I'm really happy we signed him, and he. Yeah, he's got that authority about him, hasn't he? Yeah, you know, I mean, he's and that's why centre mid is his position, and in some ways he goes somewhere towards the issue of the the midfielder with presence that we're lacking. Yeah. Although I still would like to see us bringing in one of high quality. Um, the, the worries for for Jones, uh, my understanding of him is that he's an excellent professional. And so again, it's going to be extremely beneficial to him around the club as well as what he can give on the pitch. Um, unfortunately, of course, he has had a lot of problems with injury. Now, last season, he didn't have a club at all. The last game he played was January 2020 for Oldham at Stevenage. So he hasn't played in a long time, apart from these pre-season games now. But looking at him, well, I'm told he is a real fitness enthusiast. Yeah. And looking at him, you wouldn't think he hadn't played in yeah. nearly two years because he does look really fit and, yeah. and pretty much sharp considering that you know, like I say he hasn't played for so long so my assumption is he really looks after himself but is just a bit unlucky in terms of picking up injuries and, and breaking down because just to to drag that back further I hate to do this like I said so last game January 2020 he played six games in that season mm. in all competitions and then the season before, he made one substitute appearance. Right. So that is six starts, 
Oh, beg your pardon, and he made one start in, in the League Cup. So seven starts and one sub-appearance in the last three seasons. That's obviously worrying, and yet it looks like, well, the, the good side, it looks like my understanding of what I see myself, he clearly looks after himself really well, so he's able to get up and mm. running quickly. But then my worry in the back of my head is, if he is a naturally fit, healthy guy, but he gets injuries like that, it's just worrying that he could break down. Let's hope not, because I think he's a... I'm very pleased with him as an acquisition. Yeah, I'm assuming he's going to be a rotation squad player, isn't he? Think, wouldn't you? You yeah, think yeah. so? So yeah, I'm really pleased we signed. I, 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 I pretty much knew in the back of my head that we probably were yeah. going to sign him because he seems like a model professional. I think when you have plenty of young players in your squad, like you know your Cameron Green, Jordan, mm. Jordan Davis, Clareworth, Ryan Austin, you know you've got a lot of these young young players to look at him and to model themselves on the way he does yeah. things. He's obviously a fitness enthusiast, looks after himself. It's always good to have those real professionals on in your squad, isn't it? No question, no question. Apologies for the uh, audio interruption. Being a strange scratching noise. It's not a rat in our podcast bunker. Um, I got really quite burnt at Fleetwood, and it's only two weeks later. It's really starting to get itchy, <laughs> really itchy. So I'm sorry, I'm, I'm rubbing my arm up and down. Oh man, I'm flaking like crazy. Maybe I should we should ch- change the subject. We'll change the subject. I think. We've got one more <laughs> signing. We've signed yeah. uh, Sitchapanyak on a short-term deal. Uh, no-brainer. I think we need a third keeper. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. Layton's a top keeper, but he does have injuries. Dibble has had injuries in the past as well since he's joined us. So yeah. As we can't buy players between the windows, yeah, yeah. You, you, I don't, I don't want to be. Who, well, who, who do you reckon will be the best person to put in goal from the outfield team? Oh, I don't know. I, oh, no, I don't know. It's we we don't want to be worried about that. It's so. always the shortest one, anyway, isn't it? It's like everyone always thinks it's going to be some big lanky fella, but it's always a five foot six midfield terrier who actually ends up being the one who wants to go in goal. So, nah, I can't. Let's not Mullen. worry about Mullen will want to go in goal. Because Mullen strikes me, yeah, sort of bloke who just wants to do everything. Yeah. I can do that, I can do that, I'll get in. So I reckon Mullen would be the one putting his hand up myself. I'm glad for Shichpaniak. Yeah, He's a big unit. Yeah, There's, big there's good raw materials with him. Yeah, And I'm really glad for him because he's gone to Kevin Druids on loan a couple of times. Hasn't maybe got quite the game time that he probably needed for his development. And fair enough, Kevin Druids have to make their own decisions. They've yeah. got an experienced keeper already. Um, but I'm quite... Glad to see him getting this opportunity to, you know, just to be there in case. Yeah, and hopefully we don't have to rely on him. But it's nice to have that third keeper option. It's going to be good for his development, mm. and it's going to be good for us as fans to reassure. If the worst happens and our keeper gets yeah. injured, we at least we have a number there to yeah. to come in and fill in. And he's a nice lad. He seems a very pleasant fella. Yeah. He loves his Instagram. Yeah, got any pictures of him when he's playing? Get him to him. He's always all for the Instagram. He is, bless him. <laughs> Typical young lad. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and another piece of news is Solio, we've completely sold out. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. That's that's cracking, isn't it? It's such a shame that it's not at the race course, first yeah. game of the season, but having a game's better than having no games. Exactly. It's going to be a bit of an atmosphere there. Yeah. And like I said, I don't think we're quite ready, but we've got goals in us somewhere. I like the idea of. A big crowd seeing our strikers turn it on, that'd be something. And for more on the Solihull game, me and Mark are going to be doing a preview podcast of 
that game. So, and hopefully we're going to be making that a more regular thing. I think a lot of people received it quite nicely last year when we did our preview podcast, but we couldn't do them regularly because you know the pandemic and what have you. But hopefully, it's going to be a regular thing where we break down every game as they happen. Absolutely, yeah, I really, really hope so because it's uh, it's quite fun doing that. I do love going to a game knowing what to expect from the other side as well. <laughs> yeah, it does feel make me feel a bit more sort of obviously informed, but I think having a bit more of a sort of I don't know a balanced view of things, if yeah. you like, what I expect out of a team or not. You know, it, it, it kind of makes me when we lose to a team that I've researched, it makes me feel actually better because mm. I've usually uh, seen the problems and that they could cause, and it makes me feel a lot bit better that these teams are the teams we're playing are actually going to be really good. When yeah. yeah, you know, I think a lot of Wrexham fans look at these teams like I don't know Sully or Kingsland and ex- mm. suddenly expect them to not be good teams, but. You know, these guys play football. These guys want to <laughs> race up the league table themselves. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. Well, the classic example last year was Halifax at home, yeah. which was nil-nil, and I accept was a, a pretty dra- well. Actually, I, I sort enjoyed of quite it. enjoyed it, but I think we were the only two who did <laughs> because we'd both seen Halifax yeah. and we saw that they were in really good form at the time, the yeah. best form as it turns out they were in all season, and they moved the ball around nicely. They played some good football. Yeah. And we knew a lot of their players as a sort of a result of looking at it and the sort of way they played. And we both thought it was going to be tough. And it was. And we were quite happy at the way we were combating what Halifax were looking to yeah. do. Um, we were lucky because in the last five minutes, and it happened a couple of times last, we just completely mm. caved in for no reason. Yeah. And we were very lucky. But until that point, we were quite happy that we were going toe-to-toe with the strong side. And everybody was furious on oh, what a dreadful oh, game yeah. that was. And we really enjoyed it because we'd had a good look at Halifax and had a, well, a bit of respect for them, to be honest. Yeah, I, I thought we were going to lose that game. Yeah. I remember walking home feeling quite chuffed. And <laughs> I remember looking on certain social wrecks and social media websites and me and you got dogs abusing <laughs> positive towards that game. But yeah, it's, it's nice to be looking at these opposition sides. So please, please do have a look if you want a bit of an idea. Well, we don't really have much on Solial really because they, we don't, you know they could be playing completely different systems than they were last season but we're going to try our best to break down what I've we've seen found something okay got, i'll share it with you after happy days <laughs> well talk about breaking things down me and mark are now going to give a little bit of analysis on who we're playing against this season so it's our big national league breakdown i'm Liam mcclendon and this is dragon heart Here's the big season preview. We've tried our best. Um, I've, I've, I've spent last night and a bit this morning having a look at some of our contenders, who we think is going to go down, who we think is going to make the playoffs, and, yeah, maybe who's the dark horses. Maybe me and Mark will pick a dark horse team. So, yeah, how do you feel about this season? Well, I mean, in terms of Wrexham first, uh, what I said before the break, I think we will bring in two or three more high quality players and that make me think we're favourites at the moment if we didn't bring any more players in I'd have us as a playoff team but yeah. we will bring more players in so yeah. I'm confident Parkson will, will move well Bucky's I've got I've got odds checkers latest odds up here Bucky's have a 7-2 to two as favourites to win it which I think is reasonable take that with a pinch of salt though isn't it oh always take odds with a pinch of salt because they're, they're only reflecting what people put money on aren't they yeah so, but having said that, Bucky's, you know, don't tend to be poor either. Exactly. So, 
you know, I look at, well, to be honest, if I look down these, talking about promotion contenders, the first four, to me, are the obvious four. There's four really strong teams in this league. Wrexham, Stockport, Notts County, Chesterfield have all improved considerably. And we all finished in the top eight last season. Yeah. So those are serious title contenders. The next two, according to the odds, are Grimsby and Southend, both 10-1. to 1. I think that's because they're relegated. And you'd yeah. be stupid not to, as a bookie, you'd be stupid not to pay respect to the relegated teams but often relegated teams come down in a bit of poor shape and have to re- rebuild. And I yeah. think both Grimsby and Southend might fall more into that category. Southend seemed to strike me as what we were like when we yeah. went down yeah. and a bit of a mess off the pitch. That's what I was thinking. It's a bit of a mess on the pitch. Yeah. And once you get into a habit of losing for a whole season, I'd never favourite the relegated teams to bounce up straight away. Mm. It's only Bristol Rovers, from my memory, yeah, yeah. that have actually done that. So yeah. they're a massive club. So, yeah, I... I, I I don't think they're going to do much. I think they'll probably be high mid-table. I, I, I'm inclined to agree with that. Grimsby, I wonder, because they have brought well, Sean Pearson, but is not the only good player they brought in. But having said that, they, they, they've had, as you would, a lot of turmoil. And so I'm not sure about them. And then the next lot in the in the odds are the, you see what, Dark Horses. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to see that Torquay had only 7th at 14-1 to one, considering they went up lot of, oh. they, a lot of players lost haven't they from last season yes and I, I, I do understand yeah, from, because of that I, I, I do get it when you look at the players that they've lost you start thinking hang on a sec um, oops, Daisy. so yeah they've lost players like Billy Waters has gone to Halifax and he was decent um, Ben Whitfield Quality player, yeah, one yeah. of the better players in the division last season. Stockport have got him. Um, Kyle Cameron, Johnson Notts County. Right. So the, the the teams that are pushing for the title have been cherry picking their players. Um, and Randall's gone to Plymouth as well. So they've right. lost, they've lost some decent players there. And when you look at who they brought in, um, I don't know that it excites me that much. Really, they've brought in a thirty-year-old keeper from Morecambe. But goalkeeper was never really an area they had an issue with in the first place. Yeah, their keeper was quite decent from what I can remember. And last he was season. backup. Yeah. Yeah, the one who played in the playoffs. He yeah. scored in the playoffs. Yeah, he, was, yeah. he was the backup keeper. Um you know, they brought in a centre mid from Colchester. Uh you know, and Dan Holman's gone there, the extra extra striker. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, I mean Dan is in his thirties now. So a good player, but and he's had a break from playing, so I can see why they are a bit lower down. I think that that, yeah. that does make absolute sense. Now, having said that, after them, they still going to be dark horses, I suppose. Mm. But after them, and the odds are three teams. You think, mm, yeah, Solly Hull. Yes, I think Solly Hull definitely going to be dark horses this yeah. year. You know, look who they've brought in. That Newton looks really good, doesn't mm. he? Um, they've brought in and Dallas, alongside it. And that's that's one thing I was going to mention. Dallas, I we were both quite high on him for Weymouth last year. He mm. had some re, had some really good stats, and it's like twelve goals in twenty odd appearances. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. I have I have made a note of it, so I should probably <laughs> have a look. But um, yeah, they 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 look like a decent side, and they've invested well. They've got that really tall six foot nine striker who everyone Probably. seems to be talking about at yeah. the moment. Yeah, they they could really do stuff this season. I think they've. I mean, yeah, they finished the season really well. 
I remember about seven, eight games before the end of the season, I got everyone's fixtures out and I was sort of trying to work out who'd do well. And Solihull well off the playoff pace. Yeah. But when you looked at their running, they had the easiest running. All like teams down the bottom who weren't fighting relegation because there was no relegation. And I thought they you know, they, they are they're not quite going to make it, but they could get close. So they got a bit of momentum with a decent finish of the season. And then, like you say, they brought in two good strikers. Lois Maynard from Stockport. That's yeah. a good, good, you know, sort of commanding midfield yeah. to, to bring in. Um, they brought in on loan Cameron Cox from Colchester, who's already shown he's a good fullback at this level. Colchester brought him as a prospect and loaned him out to get more first-team yeah. sort of experience. These are, these are decent signings. Now, when you look down the players that they've lost... Not much to be disappointed about. Jamie Ward's gone now, but he's thirty-five now. Yeah, the, 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 I've, I've been listening to a lot of their club media and, and a lot of their interviews with players. Been saying push for League Two, push for League Two. So they are they are going for it this season. They're not just mm. setting for mediocrity. And I, I think they're going to be a dangerous yeah. team to play against, and they're going to be a, certainly a dangerous team for Exeter to play against on Saturday. Let me throw another dark horse at you then, Dagenham Rebels. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were the other ones I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think a lot of people have said, looking at how they turned their season around last year. Because at the start, well, let's be fair, uh, both the Dagenham Redbridge games cost Wrexham the playoffs last yeah. year. Yeah, no question. And, and especially the away tie because we sort of crumbled, you know. Mm. Uh, but they looked a good side, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they finished brilliantly because mm. they had the opposite of the whole. They had a nightmare running. All the big teams, all the teams pushing for promotion. But the good side of that, of course, is if you win those games, <laughs> you've taken points off the teams above you. And they did, didn't they? They had a brilliant run in against the toughest opposition. And then the big thing is they haven't fallen apart. They've kept hold pretty much of that squad. The only couple of players for me that they'll miss, if if they'll miss them, um, that Elif Tiriu, the right-back, has gone. He played quite a bit for them last season. But having said that, they released him. And likewise, and I'm slightly surprised that this player was released, but Mitch Brundle's gone to Barnet. And Brundle's good on set pieces, good centre mid. So, okay, I'm saying solid centre mid, very good on set pieces, useful player to have at our level, I would say. So I'm a little surprised. Okay, they, they let him go, but that's only two players out of the 11. And then players they brought in, they brought in Ling, the fullback who got promoted to Orient, who's a good a good defender. Yeah. So to me, that's an upgrade on left here as a right back. Um, and then they brought in Josh Walker, who's an interesting striker to bring in from Barnet. Of course, Barnet, Barnet and Dover have had fire sales, yeah. and there's loads of clubs have picked up, particularly Barnet players. And I don't know what to make of that because Barnet was so dysfunctional last season. Awful, bit, you know. And considering the players they had on paper, they looked yeah. decent, but on the pitch they were shocking. Yeah. So there was something wrong there. So I guess there's got to be a slight doubt about Barnet players coming in. You know, mm. well, you know, were you part of the problem? But. Walker looks to be a to me a decent signing, yeah. so I think I think Dagenham are going to be dangerous simply because they look to pick up where they left off. Exactly, and I think there's I think there's two more dark horses for me, and that's Bromley and Halifax. I think Halifax played some beautiful football last season. I'm not I've not been I've not seen their ins and outs. Um, I don't think you'll be happy. Well, unless you will hide. I don't obviously. think you'll be impressed with yeah. their outs. Right. Know. Okay. I'm not t- so sure about them personally. What about Bromley? Um, Bromley made the playoffs last year in the expense of us. Yeah. Uh, Cheek's still playing <coughs> from us. I assume I'm no. not. Is he not? Is he gone? Um, well, oh, sorry, yes. So he yeah. is. But oh, sorry, I got mixed up then. Um, I'm a little confused by Bromley 
Uh, they've made a couple of fantastic signings. Mm. So Corey Whiteley, who's still 30. He's one of those players who consistently does well in the National League going forwards, gets moves up to the football league, then doesn't quite do it, and then comes back down again. So he's, come, he's gone there from Newport County, cracking the signing. <clears throat> and one of the players that stood out against us last season, Joe Partington, the yeah. East Eastleigh fullback, who scored against us home and away. Um, those are, I think, the sort of signings you bring in when you're serious about yeah. going up. But they've lost some decent players as well. Kitsy's gone to Sutton. Yeah. Um, They've lost Wakefield, the right midfielder, has gone to Yeovil. um, Williamson, the centre forward, has gone to Dover. You know, Frankie Raymond, the little playmaker, has gone to Boreham Woods. There's quite a lot of players missing. Quite a lot of players have gone. Bridge, the centre mid, has gone to um, Football League. They've lost a few decent players. They've brought in a lot of under 23 players who. It's always a risk, isn't it? It's always a risk. Sometimes it comes off, sometimes it doesn't. I, I, I don't know what to make of Bromley. I don't know. So we'll have to see when, once the season kicks off, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it's going to be really interesting. So if you could pick your playoffs and your champion and your relegation, who would you pick? Oh, man. Well, see, Wrexham are the trickiest ones to pick in a way, even though I know the most about them. Yeah. All right, then let's say we buy three good players, so we win it. Right, okay. Got up a shot and said that. Um... Stockport County, Notts County, Chesterfield, the rest of the top four, I think. I don't fancy Grimsby and Southend. Grimsby, maybe. Yeah, yeah, good fan base. Yeah. And then I fancy Solihull. Quite fancy Dagnum. Solihull for fifth place. I was going to say about Eastleigh, I quite like the look of. Yeah. But. Solihull, fifth. Grimsby and Dagenham. No, Grimsby and Torquay. Let's be nice to Torquay. Relegation. Weymouth have basically got the same squad. Yeah, without Dominic Revan, who saved them last year. Without Andy Dallas, who was probably their shining light when they signed them. Okay, they haven't got the same squad. Yeah, (laughs) fair point. You know, I I I need to double check my point, my my notes here. You know, they're the two guys who really come in from January and really changed their fortunes, didn't they? Yeah. So I reckon Weymouth are going to be. are going to be there or thereabouts. I think Dover's going to be there or thereabouts. I think yeah. Kingsland are going to be there or thereabouts. It all makes sense, this. Yeah. Um, Would you we'll disagree with M3? No, I think Dover will have real problems. Yeah. I don't, you know, they seem to have lost hemorrhage players and not really brought in that much yeah. to replace them. Uh, Kingsland, I agree. Much as I much as I'd like to see, um, but to be fair, goals. They, they, they played some, they played some really nice football when they came to our place last year, yeah. didn't they? they? So we so lightweight, weren't they? Yeah, uh, they lost Carey. Remember, he was outstanding, yeah. wasn't he? And they, they knew they were going to lose him. They got Gold. You know, I want Gold to do well. Yeah, I'd love to um, see Gold Amateur do well. They brought in a couple of players, a centre back, Bird from Eastleigh. I've seen play quite well, and Marais Junior Marais from St Mirren. You know, Rowley from Chesterfield, attacking midfielder. Maybe they may surprise us, but I don't think they will. I, I, they, 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 
the last I suspect we'll see of Michael Gash, who has constantly scored against <laughs> us. He's 34 now, and he's he's dropped down to Peterborough Sports, which I think tells us that we won't see him anymore. But even so, he did a job, and he was awkward mm. customer. I think they they may they may miss him. Yeah, okay, you, yeah, all right, convince me there. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, I, I find a bit. There's another one I want to throw into there. It's Wheelston. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'm not sure what. They've lost Mondi for a start, which really caught our eye because he scored that worldie against yeah. us, of course. But he looked like a good player. And he's gone. Effect, the centre back's gone as well. Yeah. He scored the other two goals against us. Um, I, I'd be a little concerned about that. Moses Emmanuel has left. Admittedly, I don't think he was playing at the level he was before he left uh, to go in the Football League. Mm. But still, he's experienced. Uh, I just wonder. And then Connor Smith's gone to Boreham Woods. He's a decent midfielder. Uh, you would feel a little concerned at losing yeah. those four because really they've only brought in two signings, or maybe three. They brought in a winger from Sutton. I don't recognise, don't remember him that well. Okay, Jack Cook from Woking's a solid centre back, a, bit, a little bit accident prone. Um, Josh Amura from Torquay is their new striker, maybe, and that Aleftiru we're talking about. Mm. They're all right, but I'm not enough. I think. So I think. I think maybe that bottom four. Might it's going to be. It's going to be a good scrap, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And and also, the bookies seem quite. Well, okay, like you say, maybe it's because they're reflecting what people bet on. The bookies seem fairly positive about Barnet. They've got them above the likes of Walking Maidenhead United. That's all the shot, all club, but they were a joke last year. Yeah, they were. They laugh- were an absolute joke. Some of the defending on the away tie was actually laughable, wasn't it? Oh god, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't share that confidence that they'd be so wonderful. Personally, I mean, a big, big turnover, but lost quite a lot of experience. Lost quite a lot of decent players. Didn't probably had to. Yeah. Brought in some interesting ones: Adam Marriott, Mitch Brundle, you know, Josh Payne, Mason Bloomfield. That's the signing, but. Actually, I do like the look they brought in, man. No, I'm just going to have more Jamie Turley, Joe Widdowson, both from Orient. All right, uh, yeah, they're going to they're gonna win it. They're going to win the league. No! Win it. no. <laughs> okay, fair point. <laughs> right. Uh, your tips, come on. I've Mine, stuck my neck out. Uh, I think Stockport are going to be champions. I think <sighs> they've got an established side from last year, which was better than ours. We've had a big overhaul. True. Um, and we're gonna find it's gonna be a while till we find our feet. Personally, that's what I personally think. And mm. you know, with Quigley up front, Whitfield, Whitfield, yeah, you know, I've, I have made some notes. They they've got some absolutely fantastic signings. I think second, I think it will be us. I think it will be us. I think top three for us this season is a must. Has mm. to be a must. We we, yeah. we we have to be in the top three because if we don't win the league, we have to get that one game then final playoff situation and I wouldn't I wouldn't fancy any of the teams that I think personally could be in the playoffs to beat us of a, mm. a crack a big home atmosphere you know and they're going to be used to that it's going to be big attendances the race course this year so yeah I, fa- I fancy us at second um, third I think Chesterfield yeah I, I had to look at the players they brought in I, I, I honestly thought they might have been a bit of a basket case team this season yeah. Yeah. what's going on off, off the field but Schmanga, what a signing that is! Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I, I'm really impressed with them. Then I think Notts County, they're always going to be there or thereabouts, aren't they? When it comes to the playoffs, now it's the other, other ones. I think is quite hard. I think 
I think Sully will then Dagenham Redbridge then Eastley. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think around, I think that for the for the playoffs, and I think we have a great chance to go up via playoffs. Mm. But I think this this year conference has been the most competitive it's been in a long, long time. Yeah, just look at the Eastley players have brought in, and they're shopping in the football league and the Premier League. That's quite interesting. The players are bringing in. They've lost some decent players we've mentioned already, but yeah, but they, you know they brought in players from Bristol Rovers, yeah. Chesterfields, you know players of experience, Kilmarnock, Swindon, Bristol Rovers. We may need to sign some MMA fighters to fight them as well uh, to play them next. So yeah, might, might need to sign some MMA or boxers. Yeah. To have on the bench just in case it kicks <laughs> off. Oh, again. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's all, it always seems to be a bit of a feisty affair against Eastleigh, doesn't oh, they it? They were so. really unpleasant last yeah. season. Both games, they were horrible. And they pressured a, a very weak referee into giving them a joke penalty yeah. and getting f- Tyler Friend sent off yeah. at their place. And then, and then it was Royal Rumble, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was something else, that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. They're, they're always going to be there or thereabouts. So it's. And I think the relegation I've mentioned before, I think Weymouth don't really seem, you know, I think they, they're, they're key players who kept them, made them look good last season, saved them. They've gone, haven't they? Yeah. Um, Kingsland. Now you've mentioned Kingsland, they talk about Kingsland a bit more, maybe Wheelston instead of Kingsland. And. Um, I think Dover is just an absolute mess on and off the pitch, yeah, aren't absolutely. they? So I would be very surprised if they're not bottom. I mean, I suppose the good thing for them is that if you have a complete shake-up, it might work out well, but I mm. I, I, I wouldn't be optimistic, personally. Um been a bit of a mess there, I think. But it's such a interesting, such an interesting league this year. It's, it's so competitive, and the conference is now getting to that standard of league too where I think you know a, a, a top level national league side is, is probably as good as most mm. bottom half league two sides and them beating them in the, in the FA Cup wouldn't be a massive shock Yeah. so uh, it's very very competitive again the standards are high and let's just hope Wrexham can keep it together because it can be a lot of eyes a lot of pressure a lot of fans in the stadium uh, it's going to be so unique to all these players we've got. Let, let's let's hope we rise to the occasion and really do reach the heights that we think we can reach. Absolutely. Gosh, it'd be great to see us finally getting back. But uh, I suppose now with the, the investment we got, we're seeing that now as a necessity in the next couple of years. We've got to get up, haven't we? Yeah. I tell you what, you know, you look at often at opening fixtures and where the teams get a bit of early momentum. I wonder if COVID could still have a part to play in mm. that sense. Because I mean, obviously we know because we're one of those games. Some games have been called off already. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at the end of last season, everything seemed to be plain sailing, didn't it? No, yeah. no games were getting called off. But now we've come back, and wow, games are getting called off. Um, now we've I'm delighted we've been so quick and to act and rearrange. I'd be a bit worried if I was one of the teams whose games have been called off. If then say next weekend also doesn't happen. Mm. Then they're finding themselves hitting a, a bank holiday weekend. It might be that some teams have played three games, and, and other teams have yet to start off. Yeah, I think that would you know, that could have potentially really hit your momentum hard. If you mm. were one of those teams near the bottom, I'd be really worried playing catch up like that. Yeah. Oh, just remember the other thing, um, Dover. We have forgotten, of course, they are on minus 12. Of course, yeah. <laughs> just, just hit me, yeah, then, yeah, instead of all playing catch-up. They yeah. didn't play... And then now I'm playing this weekend either. Yeah. 
yeah, so there you go. I, I think I'd be... I'll eat my hat if Dover don't get um, relegated. Do you own a hat? Uh, not at the moment as well. So, you'll, you'll so have to buy a hat. Have and to buy it. a hat uh, and eat it. That's putting as money where his hat is. Eh? I think like maybe some sort of nacho hat or something. <laughs> well, no, that's not punishment, <laughs> is it? You can't. No, 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 no. It's got to be the material, and we will bring it live here on Dragon Heart. Uh, uh, <laughs> the content every Wrexham fan wants to see: a man eating a hat. Yes, exactly. Uh, maybe buy a Dover hat if they do stay up, and <laughs> I will eat it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Can Dover have merchandise? That- what did I say? Shots fired. <sighs> We're getting a bit cocky now. They're probably going to beat us 2-0 at oh, home. Shut up. Don't, don't. So, <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be a lot of excitement. I'm absolutely buzzing for this season, Mark. Um, let's hope it goes the way we want it. I'm Jake Hyde, and this is Dragonheart. Well, that's the end of the show now. Um, fans back in back in the ground in a couple of weeks time we've got the away leg against Solio which will be really interesting please please if you want to know a bit more about Solio uh, me and Mark will be doing a breakdown of that and I'm sure I'll be posted on, mm-hmm. on SoundCloud Acast Spotify YouTube so please yeah have a look um, what else is there to say Mark well there was the first game week of course of the Dragonheart Fantasy League Super League which yeah, you can still join. Obviously, it's only one game week. It's a, yeah. it's a long season. Um, I'm not overly happy with my league position. I thought I'd done quite well till I realised what Bruno Fernandez had done. Um, people who made him captain were chuckling, weren't they, Che? Yes, I was buzzing. <laughs> we were actually watching um, in the media room. Someone had the the Leeds and uh, United game on. I have Ailing in my team, and I have Bruno Fernandez, and he <laughs> scored. So I was celebrating when they both scored. So yeah, happy days. It's looking okay so far. I am. Um, I, I I thought I thought I was doing pretty well, like I said, but you know, turns out I wasn't. But no, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And what worries me really is that the the man I keep referring to, Tim Lewis, the the brains behind having fantasy leagues, um, he's top with a team. Whose name is directed at me? <laughs> what was it called? Operation Stop MG or something like that, isn't it? So you know, I'm I'm quite concerned by this. So, but anyway, he's only got about 100 points on me or something, you know, 60 points on me. I'll, I'll claw them back. Don't you worry. Dan Jarvis did well in it as well. What a legend he is. <laughs> yes, fair dues. We, we, we may call it Dan Jarvis. Yeah, uh, negotiations are ongoing. Yes, over trophies. So yeah, yeah, if you do want to win the maybe Dan Jarvis Championship, <laughs> then the Golf Umbrella Cup, I want to call yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Just come join in. Yeah, um, it's it, only been one week, so yeah, you can catch up. I'm hardly anywhere ahead of you. Yeah. See yourselves like Dover. You're on minus twelve, <laughs> and you missed the first game. But don't worry, there's still hope. <laughs> Got make change a hat. No, yeah, no more hat, hat eating for myself. <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> pretty much that's all for this week at Dragonheart um, anything else you want to plug Mark plug you make me sound like I'm some sort of heartless capitalist yes yes I will <laughs> uh, we'll be back to full uh, sort of normal operation of course at the weekend so there'll be a final whistle podcast as well coming through um, and all the usual match day stuff so good stuff yeah um, follow us on all social media platforms Yeah, that's all I have to say. 
if you know what's good for you. Co oh, come on, Rex, against Soliol. This is the final whistle podcast from the Rexham AFC media team.